Hello, and a very warm welcome to Mademoiselle Privé, a new series by Monocle recorded at Chanel's brand new exhibition in Tokyo. I'm Tyler Brulé. Mademoiselle Privé takes us on a journey through haute couture, high jewellery, and perhaps one of the most notorious fragrances ever created, Chanel No. 5. Themed rooms reveal the fashion mastery by the Maison's designers from Gabrielle Chanel to Karl Lagerfeld and now Virginie Viard, and also the various ateliers whose world-renowned skills are responsible for some of the most famous outfits to grace the catwalk. Across the series, I'll be speaking to a group of Chanel's collaborators and ambassadors, from the filmmaker Sofia Coppola to musician Pharrell Williams. But today, we set the scene with Chanel's fashion president, Bruno Pavlovsky. I meet Bruno outside the exhibition as the finishing touches are being made ahead of the opening. We're sitting on this wonderful waterfront not too far from Shinigawa. The eve of Mademoiselle Privé starting, Bruno, maybe set the scene for us because we've looked at this luxury boom in Asia. You're just here from China. But in many ways, the Asia story starts in, in Japan. And what is the Chanel history with Japan? But the very beginning of Chanel in Asia was in Japan in the 70s. The first boutique was in the 70s, uh, Namiki Dori here in Japan. And in fact, I remember the, the front of uh, this uh, boutique was uh, Rue Cambon. It was a copy of the Rue Cambon. Now it's a new building, but uh, that was the beginning of Chanel uh, in Japan. This, in Japan, sorry. And this boutique was quite uh, new, in fact, because it was the very first freestanding boutique, not being in the department store. So it was uh, the early beginning of the, the current uh, story, history of Chanel uh, here in Japan. Since Chanel has been quite successful, uh, we have seen the business uh, booming in Japan. A long relationship, a loyal relationship with uh, uh, our customers, and we have more and more. And I believe that today, Mademoiselle Privé, the exhibition uh, is the best way to attract, but also to give another angle, another understanding of uh, what the depth of Chanel today. I, I think that the way the, the icon, you know, number five, ivory, haute couture, his display here is quite amazing. You understand why Chanel, uh, three icons designed by Moselle Privé, but you understand more uh, why Chanel and, and the strength, the power of uh, this brand. When we look at the Japanese consumer, and we go back to the 70s, as you say, and we go through the 80s, the 90s, I mean, also the boom that Japan had, as well as a a market for fashion, a market for retail innovation. Bruno, what do you see as the the relationship between Chanel and the customer here? Because a lot of people say it is it is quite a unique relationship globally. I, I think it's, it's a unique one because uh, Chanel starts uh, very early to roll out uh, everything in Japan. And uh, uh, starting in, in the 70s, I think we have been organizing uh, all kinds of events to uh, display the brand, all aspects, all angles uh, of the brand, product category per product category to the customers. So we have been, uh, at the same time, developing uh, the distribution. Past 20 years, as you know, uh, Japanese were traveling also everywhere. And uh, they were quite connected in and outside Japan. And uh, you feel that the story is quite long. I, I, I love to say that, uh, you know, we're starting the exhibition tomorrow, but we already have 30,000 people who have booked their uh, visit to the exhibition. 30,000 uh, the week after the typhoon with... What does that mean? It's, it's quite amazing. It's impressive. 
how important is an event like Mademoiselle Privé really in the lifespan of, of a brand? Because you could say, of course, you can open a new shop in Nagoya and you can have a big advertising campaign in the right magazines, etc. But to activate the brand this way, what does it, what does it do for Chanel? For me, the quintessence of Chanel, in fact, what we're trying to do here, and probably uh, more attractive uh, for a new generation, what we're trying to do is to give the very best of the brand. It's not about selling a product. It's, not, uh, it's about uh, both the history, but also the creative process. You know, when Mademoiselle Privé, famous name, it was a name written on the door of the studio. So she was behind, Karl Lagerfeld was behind, Virginie Vier today, Uh, is behind uh, this door and it's a kind of the mystery uh, secret you don't want to reveal to everyone uh, so what we are doing by uh, calling the exhibition Mademoiselle Privé and with uh, what you can see in the exhibition is to uh, take a little bit of this mystery and I think it's much more interesting than an advertising campaign or whatever because uh, here you come and you, you try to understand uh, what is the brand about what is the depth of the brand the, what makes just Chanel different from other brands And I think what underlines all of this, it goes back to the Métier story. Of course, we were in, in Paris last week for the, let's call it almost the, the pre-inauguration of uh, 19e. Is this also important today? Because consumers can focus on the name of a designer. They can, of course, look at the excitement of a brand in social media. But having just walked through the exhibition, so much of it is also a focus I mean, on the métier and, and certainly all of the companies that are behind this. I mean, you really understand a sense of, of craftsmanship. Is it important for a brand, in a way now more than ever, to remind consumers that there's a real hand in this process? We are in a real world. <laughs> and I think that it's quite important today to be able to, to just perhaps remind to Uh, the visitor to, to our customers also that uh, behind uh, the work, behind the designer, behind the show, there is a lot of craftsmanship. Uh, you cannot develop uh, such a collection or such a number of collection without having uh, all the métier. So sometimes it's good not to be in the digital world, but to be in the real world and to, to touch uh, some way what is behind the brand. It's exactly what we're trying to, to propose here. And on top of that, I think the Montex a workshop, you know, about embroidery. The idea that uh, people will uh, be in this uh, collective uh, workshop, being able to give a little bit of their uh, work uh, on the embroidery. And that the idea that the three panels which will be embroidered will be a kimono, and this kimono will be a, a representation of uh, Mademoiselle Privé here in Japan. I think it's a nice uh, way to illustrate how important it is also to be able to participate. You can see the collection, the exhibition, you can see a collection, but I think it's good to have uh, some opportunity to be in uh, what's happening and what we're trying to propose to the visitors. And finally, just before we go, this is now our third installment together in Asia doing a masterclass. Just for people who aren't familiar with what we've been doing uh, so far in, in Bangkok and, and, and Seoul, what, what is the idea of, of, of the masterclass? Uh, what, what are you trying to achieve in your own words? I mean, I could say it, I think it's a great concept, but what do you hope comes of these, uh, these types of events? For me, it's connect. It's quite important because, first of all, first of all, we are targeting students, and we want them to have the right image of the brand. Chanel is not just another luxury brand; it's a bit different because of 
the history, because of the icon, because of the channel, because of Carl, because all the support to this uh, creative uh, design. Uh, and what we're trying to do is uh, to be able to give with uh, uh, our words what does that mean exactly? Why it's different from other brands? Why we are not just one brand on top of the other? And uh, the fact that we can, that uh, these uh, people are interesting by understanding more, by uh, listening, having questions, and, and trying to understand what's real behind the, the brand, I believe it's uh, quite important to be ready to, to take their question and to be here and to explain uh, these differences. That was Bruno Pavlovsky, Chanel's fashion president, speaking to me there. Shortly after the doors to the exhibition are thrown open on preview night, I bump into the actress and model Ayami Nakajo, who tells me what she thinks about the relationship between Chanel and Japan. Ayami-san, maybe you could tell us, maybe the special relationship that the Japanese customer, the Japanese woman has with Chanel, and, and certainly what does the brand mean to you? Well, personally, and actually I think this is probably a universal feeling, I believe that Chanel as a brand can and ultimately always will be able to convey to girls and women this idea of being able to dream. I always feel that there seems to be a really special relationship between Japan and France or Tokyo and, and Paris. and. Chanel often sort of seems at the at the heart of that as well, and I'm I'm curious to know what is that link? What do you think that attraction is? Uh, yes, you're right. I believe both the inner and outer character of Coco Chanel has always been embedded with elegance, and I think the way elegance is conveyed in such a subtle and passionate way is very similar to both French and Japanese cultures. As well as that, there's the idea of inheritance and tradition. For example, a daughter might inherit a Chanel bag from her mother. And that's very important in France and in Japan too. A lot of Japanese girls inherit bags from their mothers and carry them around in everyday life. And I think it's very common to see this day-to-day -day use of vintage or inherited items that people will treasure for the rest of their lives. Obviously, Mademoiselle Privé, it's, of course, very much focused on the story of craftsmanship and, and creation. And I think this is something when we think about Japan, um, and it's why it's interesting the exhibition is here, is Japan's deep relationship with craft, known for craft. Do you think this is also important for the, the Japanese customer, that the Japanese customer likes to know the real story about the quality behind the brand? Ah, uh, well, I guess so, yes. In Japan, we do have this kind of traditional and manual craft, and Japan is renowned for its delicate craftsmanship. So I think there is a common link between France's notion of the privé and Japan's crafted goods. That was Ayami Nakajo there, giving us a taste of what's to come over the next few episodes of this series. Mademoiselle Privé is the brand new Chanel exhibition at the BNC Hall in Tokyo until December 1st. And you can find out more information at mademoiselleprivé.chanel.com. 
This program was produced by Holly Fisher, and I'm Tyler Brule. You can explore all of our collaborations with Chanel at monocle.com forward slash radio or by heading to the Chanel 355 podcast on iTunes. Join us next time when we'll meet the film director, Sofia Coppola, whose relationship with Chanel started when she interned at the Fashion House as a teenager and who is now collaborating with the Maison on a short film. But until then, thanks for listening. Goodbye.